0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of a brand new podcast called What's Your Story? This is your host, Dr. Varun Gandhi. Now, before I talk about the whys of this podcast, I'm going to narrate a short story of our existence, and by our, I mean the Indian community's existence in America. It all began for us in the early 18th century, surprisingly, when a few Indian settlers made their way and found the West Coast as home. And then in the mid or early 20th century, there came laws like the Immigration Act of 1917, the Immigration Act of 1921, and the Immigration Act of 1924. And each of these restricted immigrants from entering the country. There was a whole wave of nationalism that came about during this time, right after the end of the, of the First World War. Partly, it was resp- uh, the World War was responsible for this wave of nationalism because there were a lot of immigrants from Europe who were deeply affected by the war that wanted to immigrate over to the U.S., especially Eastern Europeans. And this act in 1921 limited the number of immigrants, especially the European immigrants, Eastern European immigrants, to come over. Further, in 1924, it banned all immigration from Asia, all the way up until 1946, when they were able to pass the Loose Seller Act that allowed a quota of 100 Indian immigrants per year. Now that's a small number, so how do we go from 100 immigrants per year to where we are right now? Well, in 1965, there was another Immigration Act that was passed, the Immigration and Nationality Act, and that removed these quotas. Now this happened because of the work of Dalip Singh Son. So in 1955, November, he announced his candidacy. Now he was against a lot of opposition. He was running from the 29th District, which had never in its entire history elected a Democrat to Congress. And not only that, before him, there was no Asian American, no Indian American that had ever held a position. And finally, he wasn't of the Abrahamic faith like 100% of the candidates before him. Despite these odds and despite the people and the powerful people running against him, he was able to win a seat from 1957 to 1963. And this caused the 1965 Act to come about, where it removed these quotas based on national origin. So once these quotas were removed, guess what? Our population exploded. From 1980, our population was 206,000. And in 2019, our population was 26 million. In those 39 years, it was a 13-fold increase in our population. The population of Indian immigrants in America are notable not only for their large numbers, but compared with overall U.S. and foreign-born populations, the Indian immigrants are more likely to be highly educated, to work in management positions, and to have higher income. In 2019, households headed by an Indian immigrant had a median income of 132,000, compared to 64,000 for all immigrant-born households and 66,000 for US-born households. Now, education-wise, in 2019, 79% of immigrant from India, ages 25 and older, reported having at least a bachelor's degree compared to 33% of both US-born and all immigrant adults. So outwardly, from all of this data, you can say that the Indian immigrant population in America, extremely successful. They have high positions in management, extremely entrepreneurial, Not only in terms of small businesses like the motels and the laundromats, but also in terms of pharmaceuticals and large corporations. You see Indians heading these organizations. And I read somewhere about this, that when a person or a community is high in one aspect of life, they're usually suffering in another aspect of life. We have our issues. We don't like to talk about it. But these issues are lurking beneath the surface. So despite this face of prosperity, despite this face of success, our community faces a lot of social challenges, a lot of emotional challenges that we haven't been able to get over. And that right there, those issues that we face on a daily basis, that's what this podcast is about. We're challenging our belief systems. We're challenging what we think is right. We are challenging our perspectives with new perspectives from other people in our own community. And this is very important because it helps us become open-minded, which not a lot of people in our community are. We face issues like misogyny and misandry, which is abuse against women and men. We have greed, we have anger. There's phobia. there's Islamophobia is poor health despite having all the wealth. We have all kinds of shaming in our culture. Body shaming, sex shaming, religion shaming, marriage status shaming, color shaming, period shaming, emotional shaming, victim shaming, gender shaming. The list goes on and on and on. But we are really good at it, at shaming other people and judging people for what they believe in and for who they are. We hide and skirt behind these issues. So that's what this podcast covers stories of our pain stories of our conflict stories of our values and our identity you're going to hear from a variety of people whom i interview like for example we have renu who was abused by her ex-husband and she's now speaking out against it supporting women who go through the same physical and emotional abuse from their husband these stories are about our identity we see a piece of cloth like a flag and we tear up why? Because we are identified with that piece of cloth, with those colors on it. We wake up at 3 a.m. to watch our favorite cricket team. Why? Because we are identified with that cricket team. We join a club, a group, a cult, or a religion, sorority, or a fraternity. Why? Because we are identified with that club, with that group. And that's what this podcast is about. So, I'm not only going to interview other people, I'm also going to be sharing from my own experiences, sharing what I learn on a day to day basis, motivating people, inspiring people to be better, especially our community. Because I'll tell you what, we are great businessmen, but we are not great communicators. So, who am I? Why am I doing this? Well, let me give you a background. So, I have a background in science, I'm a researcher. And I've published several scientific articles in the top environmental engineering journals. So I have a PhD in environmental engineering. And as working as an environmental engineering consultant, I realized that I wasn't making much of an impact in my job. My whole life has been about helping others and making an impact on people. You know, I realized that the water quality in America is already so good my work was maybe improving it by 0.02%, then I realized that there are other areas, other aspects that I could help out in a much bigger impact. And so I decided that I didn't wanna do that anymore. I didn't wanna work just for the money, just for surviving without making an impact, building a legacy. that's something that I could be proud of. And that's when I began exploring outside of my traditional career path. Yeah, this is scary stuff, guys, because we're not taught to explore outside of our career. Making that decision of leaving my career behind was a difficult decision because I not only had to convince myself, I had to also convince my parents. And unfortunately, and fortunately, in many ways, our parents play a huge role in the decisions in our life. Now it's up to us as the new generation decide where those boundaries lie how much of an impact do we want them to have on our lives because they want the life for you that they had and so they're going to impose their expectations on you which is not the healthiest so while i was exploring these non-traditional career paths i became really interested in storytelling i read a lot about stories how to create them realize stories are how we form an understanding of our world. Stories drive our perspective, because the stories that we create or the stories that are fed to us determine the course of our lives. So what do I mean by stories? Life is a series of stories that we tell ourselves. The concept that we bring meaning to the experiences and incidences in our lives by coloring the picture from the tools in our kit yeah I know that's a whole bunch of words so what do I mean by that alright I'll give you an example you know usually in at the end of the year many companies start having their corporate parties so let's imagine we're at a corporate party I mean I know we haven't had that in a while but let's imagine we're at a corporate party like for example a bowling event and in this bowling event again it's dark there's alcohol it's an adult event and you run into somebody, a coworker, like physically, literally run into somebody or they run into you and that you end up spilling your drink on yourself. Now, in your mind, this coworker has always had it out for you, always been against you. And because of that, you create a story in your mind saying that this person did it on purpose. He meant to do that to make you look bad at this corporate party where the CEO is going to be there. And because of that, you created that story in your mind. Now guess what? You react from that story and you lash out at him. You get upset, you get angry. Where in fact, what had happened was an accident. He bumped into you without seeing you, it was dark. And it was hard to uh, see where his next step was gonna be. And because of that, he bumped into you. Two different stories, the same incident. And this is why stories are very important in our lives. Creating the right stories for the right situation is extremely beneficial. And that's what we're going to cover in each and every conversation. So I welcome you to hop on this journey with me as I learn many different aspects of the South Asian community and share them with you as we interview many different individuals who've gone through their own experiences. So I hope you'll join me on this journey of what's your story. Thank you for joining. This is your host, Dr. Varun Gandhi. Love and abundance, everybody.